You're listening to the Ice Day Elite Podcast, hosted by Paul and Coach West. This show brings you real conversations and interviews from the SoCal semi-pro world. Remember to like, comment, and hit subscribe. Y'all already know what this is, man. This is the I Stay Elite Podcast. You know who I am. It's your host, Coach West. You know, as always, I got that boy Paul Wall in the building. What it do, baby? Shit, y'all already know what it is. We already know what you're here for, man. We we know why you're here. So we ain't going to waste y'all time. Y'all welcome old Herb Cash in the building, man. <laughs> Straight cash, homie. What's good, fellas? What's good, oh, man? man? Another day in Paris, man. Thanks for having me on. You know, we blessed over here, Herb. Yeah, man. Nah, it's a blessing to be alive, man. Doing what we love to do. All right, man. We we, we feel it, man. We feel we it. We ain't going to hold the people, man. We're going to jump right into it. You know, a little segment with Coach West. We call this one This or That. Uh, Let's get it. Uh, as a former owner, which place would you relaunch your team right now if you had the opportunity? Would it be the XFL that's getting ready to relaunch, or would you go in the current USFL right now? Uh, I, I would probably say the, uh, man, that's a good question, but just, just to answer it, probably, probably the, the, uh, USFL just because of the way, I I don't know anything about the way that they're operating, but just kind of seeing how they have, it, it it appears that they're owned by Fox sports. So they have the, you know, kind of like the set in, um, TV contract to where, um, they, you know, they televise the games and every, you know, they're accessible, um, the they they kind of pick smaller markets, you know what I mean? Um, and it doesn't me. It's, it's funny. Me and uh, Curtis we were talking about this the other day. Well, they, it doesn't look like they had like like they put their. Um, they're not spending a lot of money, even though they're playing in big stadiums. They don't have a lot of fans, which tells me they they probably cut costs on having food vendors and janitorial things like that. So I no, uh, I, I don't know how much they're paying the players. I know that no, this season they're all, they're playing every game in Birmingham. So if you got New oh, Orleans oh, yeah, the centralized versus, location. uh what's what's one of the other teams? Whatever, uh, Philadelphia. Well, New Orleans people ain't going to Birmingham with gas as high as it is, and Philadelphia, right. Pennsylvania folks ain't coming down as well. Uh when when Birmingham yeah, no, does right. play, it, right. it sounds pretty loud in there. But uh Yeah, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. I forgot about the centralized location. That's a good idea. I actually thought that that was a good idea for semi-pro to do that. And that was, that was one of the things that, you know, I had talked about, you know, if I was to do a league in semi-pro, that's one of the things I talked about was having a centralized location, especially out here. Cause even, you know, you're going as far as San Diego or maybe, you know, a little bit, a little bit up North or Bakersfield, you know, that's as far as the teams will be. But for the most part, teams are in the LA County or Orange County. So I always felt like it was a, a better idea to centralize the games because now you, you have everybody coming to the same venue. Now the crowds look more right. packed. Um, you know, now there's more visibility. You can police the league better because now there's league officials there and not just, you know, the teams. Now you can enforce qual- uh, quality um, by every team, making sure they have uniforms, making sure that they have a proper field. Cause you know, that's some of the stuff that, that these owners, um, you know, struggle with, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of jumping. It's all good. I'm going to actually but. give you another opportunity to, to keep talking about that later on. Uh, Cause it's definitely a question that I, I, I got to ask you. Uh, but back on the this or that, you know, as a former player or, you know, that that's been around grass field or turf. 
Man, there's there's nothing better than a a nice grass field. You know what I mean? Like I'm talking about a nice grass field, like not a not the ones with the potholes or the allergy. You know the pollen. Come on. I'm talking about Tell like them. like like the, the, the Coliseum. You know the the grass at the Coliseum. There's there's nothing that beats that. You know what I'm saying? And you could you could tell by I mean as much as I love turf, I love turf because it's easy. You know it's easy to keep. It's pretty. Um, there's so many ACL injuries on that Thanks. stuff, man. That's why these guys are, 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 you know, you see the increase in ACL injuries is because that turf doesn't give, you know what I mean? And, um, right. you know, th- just for that reason, you know, you see, so you see way more ACLs than you saw back in the day that turf don't give once your cleat gets stuck in there. And, you know, these dudes are powerful nowadays, man. So yeah, I, I would prefer a good grass, but it's hard to find grass like that now, man. You got to really take care of it. All right. Let, let, let's wrap up the dish for that. Because uh, I know you be in my inbox a lot, you know, because, you know, we make the unis here at Elite U as well. But you always in my inbox mm-hmm. when it comes to this portion of the uniform. So I'm going to just ask you like this. Straight cut jerseys or scrunchy, a.k.a. elastic bottom jerseys? Let them know, Herb. Yeah, man. <laughs> look, man, I'm going to always go with the elastic bottoms. You know what I mean? And, 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 and the reason was because, you know, Nike came out with that cut. I want to say maybe, you know, a few years ago. I don't want to say what year, but um, they, they had the cut where, and I think Adidas did something similar where, um, you know, they cut the jersey, jerseys a little bit shorter, uh-huh. but then they also, yeah, like kind of scrunchied them at the bottom. Uh, the one thing that I can't stand, and it, and it looks even t- more, more terrible and semi-pro, is um, like the jerseys not being tucked in, but then they're super long. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or or they're yeah. not tucked in, and then, you know, the, the the colors of the team is blue, but now this dude got a red undershirt hanging out of his jersey. You know, just stuff like that swag, just drives oh. me crazy, man. So, yeah, so I know a lot of my players, especially like the ones that play college ball and a little bit of pro ball, like they, they always appreciated that cut. They were like, man, like Herb, like we like this, we like this jersey. You know what I'm saying? Like how did you get it like this? So, yeah, I, I always like the – I'm a fan of the Elastic Bottoms. It just, it just looks neater to me. Okay. So is that why, because you sponsored, uh, I'm on the Blackhawks, um, and you sponsored a set of our jerseys. Was mm-hmm. that part of the sponsorship Part of the sponsorship with T. Reed? Like, yo, you need the elastic bottoms on these? Nah, man, I gave T. You know, <laughs> I gave T the opportunity to, you know, design them however he wanted to, man. I just wanted to kind of help out, you know what I mean? But no, nah, of course, I, I'm pretty sure I probably suggested it if you asked them, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm always a fan of that. But I don't, I don't even know, were, the, were they elastics? Yes, we have elastic okay. on our red jerseys. Yeah, and I think I think you know uh, he asked me like for the linemen, do I you know should he do the same thing? I, typically, from the linemen, like the big big boys, I was like you know you don't got to do elastic because you know sometimes those are harder to, to get on and you know right you know um, sometimes they don't go down all the way. But for skill guys, I definitely recommend it. Well, nice. well, like always, this was Coach West. You know my segment, this or that. That was Herb Cash giving his. So uh, let, let's let's just let's just jump off into this interview a little bit more here. Uh, you know, right now everybody across the semi-pro world, uh, well at least out here in SoCal, even in North Cal, North NorCal, because I see them in their groups talking about it as well. What is your thoughts on semi-pro right now as it stands? Um. And you gotta, you gotta kind of forgive me right now because I'm kind of like removed from it. You know, I've been coaching high school football for four years. You know, I always stay close to, you know, like, you know, to, to the information, but I haven't been to like games. 
um, you know, and obviously I don't have a team myself or I don't play anymore. So, uh, but just right. based off of what I see, what I hear, and, you know, I, you know, I know some of the guys are still playing. Um, you know, we've been hearing the watered down talk for a long time, even when I was playing. Come you know on. what I'm saying? So everybody tries to make it sound like, oh, just now, it just recently now became watered down. No, I, you know, I think that semi-pro for a while has been, I would just say watered. I, I'm going to just use that same term, watered down. But I don't think it's something that's that's happened recently. I think that that's been, it's been like that probably since after, maybe like the 2014, 2015 season, okay. man. Like, uh, I mean, watered down. I mean, um, that's just my opinion. Anything you would do to change it? Like, what would you do to change for the better? Less teams. Less teams. You know what I mean? Less teams, okay. more quality. Of, Less teams, more quality. A lot quality. of people talk about that. Um, that yeah, you know, because I'm not really a, a a firm believer of like one league. Everybody always talks about one league, one league, one league. But the right. problem with one league is, you know, when you have people that take it serious as Tony Reed does, and then you know, say like Miller takes as serious as they take it, and as serious as I took it, you know, anytime I owned a team, right? As serious as you know Danilo and Bobby, they take it. They should be in a league of their own versus like a dude that takes it serious like those guys. And then the guy that just shows up because he got some uniforms from a high school that donated them to him. And now he has his own semi protein. Does that oh, make yeah. sense? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, like yeah, yeah, there's levels to it. Just like, it's like, you know, just like high school ball, right? Like you got the Trinity league. That's modern day Bosco. Like, man, they don't, they don't need to be playing Dominguez high. You know what I mean? And, you know, I love Dominguez high. I coach there, you know what I'm saying? But they're in a different league. So it's like, for us to say, oh, well, we need to be in the same league. Like, no, nah, that's not like that's not going to fix it. You know what I'm saying? Because now you're going to have a right. lot of blowouts because you there's got a lot of teams to, to take it serious. Right. There's levels to it. So I, one thing I would do is get rid of a lot of these teams, man. I, I think that um, when semi-pro is at its best, um, you know, as as far as, you know, as long as I've been involved was, you know, probably like that 2008 was my first year from 2000, like maybe 12, 13, you know, you probably had maybe 20 teams, you know what I'm saying? And they were spread right. out, you know what I'm saying? So San Diego had two teams. Solid. Only two, only two. But, yeah, two solid teams. They had the Thunder, the Cobras. And, um, you know, then then out here in L.A., you had the Blackhawks. You had, you know, the, the, the Compton, O.C. Jags. They moved around right. a little bit, but they still had that same core group right. of players. You had the Steelers. You had the Long Beach Lions. And that's yep. pretty much what you had in the city, you know what I mean? And then, and, and then you go out, you know, further. Now you got kind of like the Tri City. Uh, Tri City was out, you know, near the IE a little bit, yeah. Um, or Tri Tri County, whatever they were called. The you Titans, had, uh, the, yeah, the Titans. You had the Skulls that were kind of like in that South Bay, uh, Miracosta. Right. They were at Miracosta, like kind of that that area. You know what I mean? Um, I, I just think that just having, you know, just having less teams, more quality. And that, and, and that way, instead of having, you know, a bunch of teams with only 20 guys, now you have only eight to 10 teams with 40 guys. Right. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm, I, you know, I mean, I, I, I have my thoughts on it, you know, because I, I came in at 2017 and I, I thought it was the <laughs> best thing, you know, to, to, to still be able to coach at a high level, I guess, with the team that I had. Because prior to that, you know, me getting in – a lot of people was like, Phoenix trash. We we, we took them to the ship. Yeah. And we dominated yeah. the, the, the quote-unquote hard team at the time 
which was the L.A. Knights. And we, we beat the brakes off of those guys. But uh, it, it, it's a lot of smut on that ring because people say, well, we wasn't in the league. Uh, this team would have been there. Well, if it was a fifth, we all be fucked up. But that, Tell them. That, right. that, 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 that's how I thought of it. But, you know, being in it now and, you know, that, that kind of took my backseat to it. It's like, man, you know, it, it, it's some teams that a lot of people frown upon this. Hey, man, them, them guys missing one or two pieces over there to, to be able to really compete. Uh, mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say it's the teams. This is just my opinion. I really wouldn't say it's the teams. Uh, but but I would say, hey, maybe crawl before you walk. Don't come over here to the LDFL or exactly. the WCFL when you're getting 90. Well, I ain't seen 90. You're getting 70-some points put on you this week. Next week, another 50-piece. Next week, 40. And this is whether you're at home or not. So maybe go over there to the PCFC and – and, and, and get you a little bit before you, you know what I'm saying, you just jump out here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And this and this is what I mean when I say teams, right? Because, look, man, I mean, I think that there's no argument that there's not talent everywhere in Southern Come California. On. You know what I'm saying? You know, even even in the in flag leagues, right, you got talent yep. dudes. It's a lot of dudes that don't even play semi-pro that play in these flag leagues. I mean, the, the, the talent pool out here is ridiculous. Here's what I mean by less teams, right? Cause, because, okay, so – you know, I, I was listening to, to to the podcast that you know with with Booch on there, which is which is my guy, right? Okay. So um, he he was talking about how we did things on the Wolfpack, right? We had cheerleaders, we had you know we played at, at Whittier College, we had uniforms, yeah. we had we had eight positions. You know, every every position had a, a position coach. We had a coordinator, D coordinator. I was the owner. I didn't even coach on the team. I was just like owner walking around. Look, Stan, Stanley will tell you, you know, he can't do it in one of oh, our yeah. home games. Love, I, was, I was just up in the booth. Yeah, I was just up in the booth. And I thought Stan had come in the booth. Like, just come chill with me. Like, you know, I was just up there with the announcer. We were just chilling. But um, what I mean by team – okay, so so just imagine that, right? So how we did things and the way T. Reed does things, right? Because he does, he does something similar, right? Uh, a lot of my stuff I actually – patterned off of T. Reed, you know, because back in the day, he used to have a lot of those things. He had a dance team. I don't know if he has it still till this day, but he had a dance team. He had popping concessions. He, he had got a DJ. Still got a DJ. Yeah, no, man. Yeah, so, you know, so imagine eight teams that ran their team like that. Oh, yeah. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Not just one team and then everybody else is like, don't even got, you know what I'm saying? Uh, half of that stuff. I'm saying, imagine eight teams that ran things like that. Now imagine what kind of athletes you're attracting to the level. Because yeah. because that's what waters it down, right? Legit players want to feel like if I'm a player that played in college, I played D1, D2, or I you know I, I sniffed the league, had a cup of coffee in the league, and now I'm looking to play somewhere else, and I'm not playing. I want to play for a similar, the closest to the similar experience that I had right. in college. Right. Or playing indoor. I don't want to go from playing, you know, in front of 60,000 people to now I'm playing at a park with no scoreboard and no goalposts and no lines. You know what I mean? Because then it's right. almost like, damn, like I'm I'm above this. This is beneath me. Right. And I, I mean, I'm not saying that like, you know, but that I mean, it's true. Right. It's like, OK, if I if I done played on, in the, at this at this biggest stage, it's like T.O. Right. Playing in that that fan controlled football league. It's like, oh, like. We get it. You still want to play, but it's like certain things is like, bro, like you're above that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, but, you know, I'm pretty sure he does it for the love. But, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like when we talk about like the whole 
like quality and things being watered down. Just imagine the kind of athletes you'll be able to have at this level. If everybody had, if every owner was like having stuff like how I had on the Wolfpack and how T Reed has his stuff and how Miller be having his stuff, you know what I mean? Right. Right. You know, so, so like, so just imagine what that looks like now. Now, now you got dudes being able to, you got everybody being able to pull college level guys right out of college. You didn't get drafted. Okay. Play here. Cause now, the games are popping. It's similar to the college experience. Now you're playing against other dudes that are in that same way. Now the film actually means something because now you can say, hey, look, I'm playing against guys that pretty much are still, you know, going after. And that's, you know, you know what? That's what the spring league pretty much did, you know, because they charge the dudes to play too. But now you're playing against guys. They have um, requirements where, you know, there's prerequisites. Not everybody can play in it, but everybody that's playing still pays. But they're paying – to get filmed. Right. You know what I mean? I, I know, you know, recruiting so, for uh, the uh, Family Oaks League, the Mexican Pro League down there in Mexico, I can send semi-pro guys film all I want to. It's from Huddle. It looks good. And the first thing they're going to say, where you play college at? How long you been out of college? How right. old he is? Do he got any current college exactly. film? And it's like, man, I, right. I understand it. But it, it's some guys over here in this level – you know, maybe they messed up in college and didn't get to touch the field, but they really ain't trying to right. even arena ball. They ain't even trying to look at. And it's like, yeah, no, nah, and that's just, yeah, that's just the process, man. I mean, and it sucks that it's that way, but it's just kind of like it's like a job, right? Just because, I, just because I say you need a degree to apply, doesn't mean that there's gonna not gonna be somebody that doesn't have a degree that would be way better for the job, that could do Facts. a way better job. But there has to be qualifiers right because i you know because that's how you that's how you kind of make sure you know in theory you're going to get your best candidates right so you got to have oh, standards yeah, exactly okay did did this guy play college ball if, if he didn't why didn't he play college ball if he's so good why didn't he go to college okay well he was in the streets okay well now we got a different issue if i give this dude money what you know what's Bad. he gonna go do you know what i'm saying so it's kind of just like the same way like a job right if i if i know Maybe I'm not getting the best dude, but if, if 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 you got your degree, then I know that at least you did what it took to graduate college, and I know what that to finish. Yep, to finish. So I know you started it, you finished it, and for the most part, I think that you should be able to come in here and assimilate with this work environment. And that's pretty much how uh, the pros work, and that's how you know that's how that shit, that's why that shit is the way it yeah, is. Yeah, I, I get it. That that's why when I see a lot of people. You know, XFL coming back, man. Y'all better go to that tryout. USFL coming up. Y'all better go to – and it's like, bro, I've been a part of combines. They ain't looking for you. Bro, <laughs> them combines, you, You're going to be a fundraiser look. for these guys. Go, come, come on, pay that 160 or whatever they asking. Get your T-shirt and go home. Yeah, yeah not for real, man. And, and, you know, like, I'm not – like, this. this is what I say about that, right? about the whole tryout thing. It's like, look, man, if you're going to go to a tryout and you know, you're, you're say you're one of those exception guys, right? You're the guy that didn't get that opportunity to go to college. You had a kid, whatever the reason right. is, right? And you want to, and, and you, and you want to take the back door to the league or any league, you better be ready to go be the freak at that workout. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's all they take. If, like if you go to an open CFL, XFL workout, you better be the dude that runs a four, three, 40. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Cause that's the only way those are the things that will make people overlook a resume. You know, that's the reason why Abe Antonio Brown got so many chance. you know, he's getting so many chances because the talent is undeniable, right? right? So you got to, if you're going to go to an open tryout, 
because remember, you're, yeah, just because you did good at the tryout don't mean that you're that you're going to uh, get a callback because you're not competing against the dudes at the tryout. You're competing against the dudes that's already on that Thanks. team. So yep. I'm looking at you, and I'm looking at you, and I'm saying, okay, well, look, yeah, he's the best dude out here, but none of these dudes would even sniff the team. Is he better than the, the guy I have that I'm trying to replace on the team right now? You know what I mean? I got it. So it's like, so yeah, if you're gonna be if, if you're gonna be a guy that goes that open tryout lane, you got to be ready. Like you need to be combine training. Like if you're not combine training, ready to run a a four three four two. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, kill the shuttle drill, kill the air. Like, if you're not ready to do that, then it's always, like you said, it is just a one okay. okay. Well, you know, me being an owner, me being a coach, well, former owner, because I'm retired. I'm really retired this time. Uh, former <laughs> owner, former coach. Me too, man. I got to ask. At one point, I know you was about to create a league. I think it was the CFS or something like that. Why you didn't, why you didn't push it mm-hmm. through? Man, I just think, you know, I mean, y'all know I started my trucking company, my logistics company in 2015. And it was just one of the things where I had to, it was where I allocated my time. You know, it was like a fork in the road. Like, hey, I could I could mess around and try to do this or I can like put all this energy into the logistics company. You know what I mean? Because I, I started the Wolfpack towards the beginning of when um, our trucking company started and, um you know, it, it took away a little bit from it. So, you know, it would have took, taken way more energy and resources and money to do the league thing, which, you know, at the time I, 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 would, I didn't have those, those things. Right. You know what I mean? So it was just, it was just kind of that kind of a decision why I didn't, and nothing ever got past like the idea phase. Okay. You know? So, so with that being said, let me ask this, let's kind of keep it going on this question. Uh, you know, you, you good in your business now, you know what I'm saying? Everything is going yeah. good mm-hmm. for you. What would make Herb cash? Big Herb cash. What would make you come back to this <laughs> level or create something better? You know, since everybody's still saying it's watered down, so what, what would make you come back? Dropping the heat, Wes. Look, man, look, right now, like, like I feel like people, don't they, they want to know this answer from me, but I, I don't think they really want to know, know the answer, answer. From me, bro. I don't think they're, <laughs> they're going like to like what I have to say. Spill the tea, my boy. They're not going to like what I have to say about it. You know, speaking of tea, like, like that, that's, who, that's who I would be, bro. Like, okay, so like, all right, Thanos, Come right? On. It sounds funny, right? Okay. So Thanos' theory to, to be, you know, saving the universe because you know, because it's it's overcrowded, and you know everybody's you know using the resources. He's like, let me get rid of half of the people that solves the problem, and I can start Ooh. anew. You know what I mean? Like, what would I do? Like, no, I, I would I would take a fucking demolition ball and destroy semi pro what it is right now, and just and just restart. You know what I mean, and then and, and and all the good people in it, because there are some really great people in it, would just have to yes, be collateral there is. damage. It would, they would just have to be collateral damage, man. You know what I mean? Damn. Th- that that's that's kind of what I've always felt. Like you gotta you gotta br- blow this shit up, man. Like you know what I mean? And then you know there's gonna be some survivors. I I hope you know if I wish I could you know would be able to handpick the survivors, right? The, the people is like okay, the good people in it, right? You know, like obviously right. people like y'all that do stuff like this for the culture, man. Like y'all are people that are necessary to push it Come forward. On. I think really good owners, of course, like Tony Reed and, and you know it. Booch and and you know Danilo, That's like right. those guys would be necessary to like push it. You know, Bobby, you know, like push it forward, man. But like 
Facts. nothing personal, nothing personal against nobody, man. Cause you know, right. everybody, I don't, I don't, I, I stay in my lane, man. I don't be, but man, I would blow that shit up and start anew. And okay. then, and then, and then it would look like, it would look like what we talked about a moment ago. We're having eight teams that ran shit the way, you know, it's supposed to be ran. And then once that shit is built, seeing the kind of athletes that we attract, you know what I'm saying? So to answer the question, <laughs> It would take a lot for me to come back because I, I just don't see that scenario happen happening. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I I, I, I really, um, in my humble opinion, and, and it's as humble as I can get. I feel like it is some great owners. Oh, uh, yeah. but I feel like that's only half the battle. Uh, you know, it's a lot of outpouring now from players saying, "Oh, we want this, we want this," but then what, what you putting in? You know, right. is, is is you showing up to yeah. practice on time? If it is a fee, which some teams I know now aren't taking fees and some are, either way, that, that's fine. But as a player, ask yourself, yeah. while you asking for this, that, and the third, damn, am, am I game ready? Did I did I make the practice? Am I giving you're, back? You know what I'm saying? Hey, pray, we know it's in my pro. You might get you're one right. practice, two practices a week. But in, in my own time, yeah. my spare time, am I working out? Am, am I getting to it? Yeah. No, like, you're are right, you man. giving and, back? Yeah, I mean, it, it, are you matching, like, no, like the you, T-Reeds you, of the world, you, the, the Bobbies of the world, you, yeah. are you matching what they putting out to you? Three, four uniforms, yeah, it's, great it's, fields, great concession stands, giving you every opportunity to pack look, the stands. But what are you doing? Right. And, and – Right, and then dudes are still complaining about the fees being two fifty, three fifty. You know what I'm saying? Let me tell you something, bro. Like if you if you if T Reed really charged dudes how much it costs to do all those things, he probably wouldn't have a team. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Because I mean, how much are the team fees, Paul? I'm not gonna put us out there like that, but they're up there. But it's worth it. Let me tell you. Right, but, what I paid but, but, for was well worth it. Right, but what I'm saying is, I I guarantee you that it didn't cover what he spent. You know what I mean? Oh, not even yeah, close. So, yeah, not even right. close. So it's like, you know, like on average, man, like say, you know, like just to full transparency, right? I probably spent between fifty and sixty grand on the Wolfpack season, right? Okay. We were only allowed to have on our roster thirty thirty two guys, I think thirty two, okay. right? But right. let's just let's just say let's just say if I could have fifty guys, now you're talking about a thousand dollars. Team fees, per, like if I, if I took the cost of everything right and said, okay, this is you know this is how much each it, it, the the season costs fifty thousand dollars. That means fifty players. Then that means each player is worth a thousand dollars, right? That's yep. that, that's just that, that's simple break even. That's to break even. You know what I'm right. saying? That's just to not lose no money, right? So, so yeah, man, like the players definitely got to do their part in understanding that, that it's a business, man. Like, I don't think that they understand how hard owners work and what all goes into it um, in, in terms of just the, the finished product. Right. And then it's just like, like I used to tell my guys on the Wolfpack cause I had a policy, man. Look, I, I had really good practice participation cause, cause you know, I would tell them like, look, man, this is like the way I feel about y'all making it to practice is if I throw a party for you, 
and you don't show up. I get the taco man, the DJ, everything here, and, and then you don't show up to that motherfucker. Like, you think I'm going to be happy? Oh, man. Hell no, I'm right. about to be happy. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, look, man. Mad as you, fuck. Yeah, if you don't show up to practice, because everybody used to always ask me, like, Herb, how did, how did you get so many of your dudes that practice every week? You know what I'm saying? We only practice once a week, but I would tell them, like, look, if you miss practice, I don't care for what reason. I, it could be, like, I'm going to just be extra. Like, man, your dad died. You know what I'm saying? Something like if you miss practice, I don't care what the reason is. You're not you're not starting that game. Okay. And, and it's not personal. It's not personal. It doesn't mean you're an asshole. It doesn't mean like look. I understand shit happens, but there has to be the team still has to move on. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's like look, man. Like if you miss practice for whatever excuse, and you call me and say, hey, everybody can't make it to practice. This family emergency came up. I'm gonna say, okay, that don't mean. I, I, I'm mad at you. No, it's just like, okay, now you know that your obligation to the team for the guy that did come to practice that right. plays your position, you know, we got to make it fair. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so you're, so you're, you're not going to play, you're not going to start the first quarter. What that could mean is if the dude who's in front of you is balling, then you may not get in that game. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, because at the college and, level, and, and, I don't mean to cut you off yeah. my back. Cause at the college level, if you play college ball, that was, if you missed the practice, those were your first quarter reps, bro, and that was on you. Yeah, bro, I don't even know what happened. If, if I didn't miss, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's exactly. Like, but no, you're, you're, yeah, you're right. You know what I'm saying? So then, so that was my policy. But then I was like, look, if you no call, no show of practice, like if you don't show up and you didn't call a coach, you didn't let somebody know you wasn't coming, you don't play. You don't even suit up. Like, don't nice. even worry about coming out. So, yeah, don't, yeah don't, don't, don't worry about it. And we lost some good players over that, right? I mean, you know, but they, but it got to a point to where they got it, right? They had called me, hey, Herb, I can't make it to practice today. I know I know, I got to, you know, miss the first quarter. I'm cool. Like, it's all good. You know what I'm saying? But they respected the team, right? They respected the rules. That's they right. respected the team. They never took it personal because I enforced the same way from the best player on the team to the worst player on the team knew exactly what it was. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But uh, but yeah, players got to be more committed to to the level. They got to understand the financial aspect of it, and they got to respect th- themselves as players. Like I know everybody always gets mad at me for talking crap about you know wanting prototypical type players at the position, you know. But all I really all I really want is dudes that take pride in that shit, man. Like exactly. dudes that really take pride in playing the playing football. Because when I you know when I was playing, you know me. In the off seasons, we would we would go train like we, like it was like the, our NFL, right? We always yep. call it that our NFL. But you know, we that's how that's why me, Ely, B. Smith, like that's why we're such good friends still to this day because we saw it's, it's just like the league, right? It's like the best receivers will go work with the best receivers in Miami in the off season. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that's what we did. It was like, okay, well, who was who's good? Who's a good DB that everybody respects? Okay, I know Ely. Okay, I know B. Smith. In in, in the off season. We would come together and work, you know, KP, Rest yep. Pete. Like, we would come together, throw together, work out. And, yep. and, 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 and it wasn't just once in a while. It was every single week. Every week. Every single, serious. every week. Every you know week. Every week. And, hey, yeah, but he didn't just – Yep. You didn't yeah, just no. constrict it to you guys. You guys you guys shed the love to us. Like, I know Muna, we were out yeah. there. Little G was out there. I was out there. Like, you was extended whoever. the opening – yeah, it was whoever wanted to work. You know what I mean? It was whoever wanted to work. Like, you know, it was it was a true brotherhood. And that's why a lot of us like Paul, like we're still tight. Like if you played with me on a team that I was on or if you played while I played, you know what I'm saying? You know that that yeah, like like Paul said, you were welcome. If you wanted to come to a workout, if you wanted to come to 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 come throw, we used to have dope workouts that, you know, I'm talking about like professional professionally ran 
I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, like crazy, crazy workouts. And we would do that stuff often, which led to us hanging out off the field, taking trips to Vegas to get like, bro, like all that stuff. It was like a real brotherhood. It wasn't none of this like Facebook talking, talking shit on Facebook. You ain't never met nobody before. And now in person, you know what I'm saying? It just got, it it just, I think it got so weird with like the social media era too. You know what I'm saying? Where guys felt like, they didn't have to put that kind of work in. I don't see, you know, a lot of dudes being leaders on the boards, right? I see a lot of people talking shit, but I don't see a lot of people saying, hey, you know, you, and we had that too. You know, you had the OGs, you know, they'll come on the yep. boards every now and then and, re- and regulate because we used to talk shit too and everybody, you know, that stuff used to get out of hand back then too. People but, be in their feelings, boy. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, but you had a lot of, yeah, you had a lot of better examples of, you know, like I feel like leaders across the board, man. So, yeah, I, I feel like players and owners, got to step their step their stuff up nowadays man you know what i'm saying like for for real and i think that they, if they did that then that would you know the saying goes good players no right. good players yeah that's the, that's the reason why i was always able to build teams fast is because i was a good player yep. so i knew good players and they knew good players and all the next thing you know now we got 40 dudes that play college ball on one team and yep. dominate you know what i mean I- and and yeah and, and and the only way you can you can get that is by not practicing at a park with potholes and, you know, and, 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 and actually having legit stuff. So dudes want to come out there and be part of it. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's a two way yeah. street, man. Owners got to, owners got to, it starts at the top, the ownership, right. Got to step up and you got to have standards and then the players will fall in line. But if you let dudes do whatever they want to do, not pay fees and they still get to play, not go to practice, they still get to play because you need them. Man, I was willing to go 0 and 10 every year I played every year I had a team. I was willing to go 0 and 10 to 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 prove a point or to or to set the standard and the culture for the program than to just exactly. have a team that was 10 and 0 and and we was doing shit the wrong right. way like that's that's yep. how I even coach my my high school kids you know yeah so with that being said man like you since you've come into the semi pro world man you've always set the bar high herb and, and that's why when I asked you to be on here, I knew what your title was going to be was straight cash, homie, because <laughs> like Randy Moss, like he coin phrased that. But when I think of somebody setting the standard at this level, man, you you are the first person that comes to mind. The Carson Bull. Uh, yeah, the, the Raging Bulls, man. Uh, I know that you were part of the Steelers. Like you've always had a, in, like a big part of successful teams at this level. But it's because of your leadership, man, and the the relationships you've been able to build. So my thing is, is because we were talking about it yesterday. Do you say the foundation that you started when you first got at this level has led to your success at this level, being able to start the Lego Bowl, do the Civil War, and own a successful team, man? A couple successful teams. Yeah, no, it absolutely has, man. I think, you know... um, it's, it's, it's funny because I owned my first team like the third year. You know, I was like, we had the Bulls win in 2010. So my first year was 20, 2008. I was 24, I think. And then I had the Bulls at like 25, like 20, okay. yeah, like, like 25, right? And it was me, Drew, Sean Ballard, and um, yeah, it was us three. Drew. But it was pretty much, yeah, yeah it was pretty much, man, just like me. You know, I played D1 ball. I, I had a cup of coffee in the league. Um, you know, I've seen, you know, like pretty good examples because, you know, it was some good examples back then, right? You had the, the Blackhawks that did things, right? You had a couple other teams. 
that were doing things right. You know, the, the Firehawks, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was the Thunder. So you had a lot of good examples to look at. I just kind of took the pieces of those that were successful and then, you know, mixed with what I, what I had in my brain. And then, yeah, I knew a lot of dudes that were in the same situation as me, right? Like free agent type dudes that just got out of college or still wanted to play, but just weren't in the league. And, um, you know, I built a core group of dudes. And then, yeah, like you said, like the, the leadership qualities, you know, attracted other guys from other teams. We were able to get dudes that, you know, they saw how serious we took it and how things were going to be. So they came and, and rocked with us. So it went from that, you know, to owning the teams. And then, you know, but like the, the leagues were kind of crazy back then. And we had some internal stuff that, that happened, which is why the, the, the Bulls only lasted two years. But we were a really good team. Um as far as the Lego Bowl, man, it was just like, yeah, just having a vision of, of how I want to see or how I want this event to go and then actually like writing it on paper, housing it to get done and then just executing it. And that and like that, the Civil War, like that stuff, like actually taught me how to, you know, run my business today. You know what I'm saying? Like my trucking okay. business, you know, just kind of it gave me the confidence to, to know that nice. I can plan something. You know, I, I could have something that starts in my head and then actually have it come into fruition, you know, with the work, um, putting the work in, not just me, there's a lot of people in parts that made it happen, but you know, that kind of, that, that all kind of like, uh, gave me the confidence to start my logistics company in 2015. I knew we could do it if I kind of applied the same principles, but just on a bigger scale, you know? Nice. Definitely. Love it. Okay. Man. So I have to say that I've known you for a very long time, man. And, and, Every time you've been on, I've been on your team because I've never been that dude, but you were always somebody that was a dude on the team. And I've always noticed that people lean on you for, for that, that extra, for, let's say for them to take it up an extra notch because like with Danilo, Danilo had a great blueprint, man. And we were on the map when you came to the team you guys all formulated something and you guys took us to the next level. When you were on the stars, they went to the next level. Like what goes into that, man? Like, do you offer that? Do they come to you? How does that come about, man? Cause <laughs> let me tell you, Herb, you put in some work, bro, that some people may not know. So let's, let's, let's shed some light on it, man. Hey, first, before I answer that question, man, look, man, uh, a lot of people don't know, like we said in, in sound check yesterday, man, like Paul, Paul, pe- people don't know the history of how good, of a football player you've been for a long time, bro. Like you, you, I think, you know, you definitely, I definitely got to give you the credit of how, like, you know, when you were young and you know what I'm saying? We was all young. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah. you were a dude. Like you, you killed us. You made things painful for us. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times when, on the tide, you and B Smith, you know what I'm saying? Uh, when y'all were on the tide, y'all, y'all really, y'all made things hard, man. So you were, you, you were a really good player and you're right. But nah, man, um, I think, you know, uh, the, the Apaches thing was, uh, you know, yeah, y'all had a good uh, good team, man. Jimmy Doe was young, and, you know, I, I went to a game, and I was like, damn, he's really running, like, real read option. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? And, and y'all, and you know, y'all was playing, uh, I think, Downey High at the time. Yep. And, um, yeah, y'all had a really good team, you know, uh, re- athletes that people, you know, never talked about. Everybody always talked about who's the best, you know, making lists. Like, nobody ever talked about none of y'all guys, but – you go to a game and, and you see nothing but dudes on y'all team, you know what I'm saying, across the board. So um, Danny actually, this is how uh, I teamed up with Danny, was um, I had hit Danny <laughs> I had Danny up about, like, getting into the league, right, because I was about to okay. start my own team. 
So Danny was like, "What you what you doing? What you what you doing, man?" Like, I was like, I was like, I was like I'm thinking about you know uh, uh, bringing a team to y'all league. He goes, "Man, hell no, man! You gonna team up with me, man? Fuck that." That's you right. <laughs> you know, you know, Danilo, like shit, man. You ain't making no team. You coming with me? So yep. you know, I was like, you know, but it's me and Drew. You know what I'm saying? It's me and Drew. Like, we, he's like, man, shit, that's cool. So you know, so so that kind of just happened um, on a whim, and then you know, Sam just so happened to say, Hey man, I, you know, this was before I talked to Danilo, Sam Hogan was like, man, you know, you know, I kind of want to try out ownership too. So, you know, it was kind of going to be me, Sam and Drew trying something. And then Danilo, I think I asked him about the field. I asked him something, but he was like, man, would you, you know, he was suspicious. Like, man, what'd you do? Yep. Man, what'd you do? Yep. So I was like, yeah, now we think about doing this. He's like, nah, man, let's do it together. So that's how that, that year it was us four. And, and, yep. you know, we would sit and we would sit in, uh, Danny's, um, kitchen and just kind of scheme things up, you know what I'm saying? And, and Danny will be right there. Danny was so goddamn stubborn, man. But, you know, Danny <laughs> listened, though. You yeah. know, like, you know, look, I know him and uh, Francis, they probably thought that shit was like a hostile takeover, man, just because of, of how we came in, you know what I'm saying? You know, because it was their team, right? But, yeah. yeah, we kind of came in, like, you know, I remember the first day, like it was yesterday, I had printed out this budget sheet, right? Yeah. Of everything I felt like we needed. This is how I do everything. Look, like just do, 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 do. you know, I think it said something crazy like this is how much the season it's going to cost to run a, a successful season. Yeah. And they was looking at that shit like, man. Get your like, ass man, up out of here. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Get your ass up out of here. You know, so, so I, you know, because, you know, but they, you know, they were used to doing the things they did and we kind of, you know, we, we came together and made it work, you know what I'm saying? But, but yeah, I, I feel like what, what I brought to, to the Apaches was just kind of because they were already a good team. Um, and that's what that's what Danilo said. He was like, "Look, man, you know, I, you know, I know how to how to have a good team, but just it's just the the next level stuff. I, you know, I never been at the at the college level, been at the pro level. So that's the stuff, you know. And Danny was real humble in that way, man. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. to, to to open up, you know, the, his ownership circle because it's hard to go from you being the sole decision maker to now you got other dudes coming in, and you know, maybe we we don't have the same way of doing things. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah. when, but but what but what we always had was respect. You know what I'm saying? Respect and friendship. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And, and I never was trying to. You know, I didn't have no motives. Wasn't trying to. You know, neither of us were trying to be like on some snake stuff. We were just like, look, we just genuinely wanted to figure each other out. That's and, facts. And, um, yeah, and you know, you know, like I said, Danilo is very, very, uh, very stubborn in that way, and I'm real, I'm real stern, and what you know what I'm saying. So it was just kind of yeah. like. No, nah, but we, we, you know, we had a really good French man. Danny's one of my best friends still to this day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that's what I feel like I brought to that team um, was just, just kind of like that, that high level stuff, right? Where he already had the good team. I was able yeah. to get the, the profile players that people knew. Like we were able to get Ely and, yeah. and, and, man, guy, and Big Manny yeah, and, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, yeah you know what I'm saying? And, and we were able to kind of do stuff like that to get the team over the hump, even though we didn't win that year. Um it was just, you know, it, it just, it, but that was, that was something good with, with, with the stars, you know what, man, DeVito was a really good owner, man. I, that was that year. I said, like, I, I didn't even want to deal with like ownership at all, you know? Um, so when I went on the stars, I just was like, uh, like a specific, just, just a player, man. And it felt good. That was like the first time since like my first year being in the, in the, in the, in the semi-pro league that I didn't have to worry about anything ownership. You know what I'm saying? I was just a player that year. Okay. You know, and, and but DeVito, DeVito was on point, man. You know what I'm saying? Like DeVito, he had his model the way it worked. Like DeVito was a really good owner. They ran him off. Yeah. But um, yeah, but he, you know, he had his stuff right. Um, he had he had coaches. He he did everything the uh, the right way. 
So I really didn't, you know, I feel the, what I brought to that team was just being, I was like, damn, I could just go be a lockdown corner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, and, and, and then, and then B12 came over, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, you know, I, I feel like if I wasn't bringing kind of like, like a leadership blueprint from a, from a manager standpoint, I, I was still like one of the best players at my position. So, you know, if you got yeah. me as a player, it was, it was, I feel like it was just as good as the stuff that I brought as, you know, like, you know, as an owner. Yeah. So I, I, I I'm going to kind of chime in on, on what you address with, with the Apaches thing, man. Cause I, I, I was part of that situation as a vet on the team. And then we're going to have Wes fire off. Um, don't kill the messenger. I was going to do kill the messenger tonight, but Unfortunately, I can't pull it up, so we're going to call an audible. But, well, okay. well, I, going back to what you said about Danilo's thing, I remember the transition, man, of Danilo. He called He called a couple of us. He called um, Rubacava over, man. He called Alex Amaya, Ricky Reyes, and myself, man. We were all sitting at the house, and, and it was him and Francis. And, and I remember when he told us, he was like, yo, I'm bringing in these dudes, and without hesitation, like all of us looked at each other and then just looked at Danilo and said, bet, cool. <laughs> like n- yeah. all of us knew we, we, we all knew. And then when y'all introduced yourself to the team, remember when we had that barbecue at the house and it turned mm-hmm. into like a party, it turned more into yeah. a party because everybody started showing up, man. And, and the yeah. vibe we got from you guys, man, you guys fit in perfectly like what we had already worked on building because Danny had put in so much countless hours. And, and man, there was nights that me, Danny and Alex Amayo, we were just talking football and Francis probably was just like, man, y'all motherfuckers need to go. Like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Man, but, Francis, is a, Francis is a G, bro. I love Francis, bro. Yo, yeah. she kept, hey, when when we got on, on, when it was just them two, man, Francis kept us in fucking check, bro. Like, Danny was so consumed with everything else and, and when we would start to steer, Francis voiced up, man. So I, I salute to her because she she definitely held it down with Danilo. And man, um, salute to you, man, and everything you've done at this level, man. Um, congratulations on your on your business, man. Um, I, yesterday it. we talked. You you're recently divorced, man. You're up on your feet. You're doing the single father thing. You're coaching high school football, man. And I just want to, we want to give you your flowers, bro, because you've done so much for us at this level. So now with well, that being said, I, I'm going to let Wes hit you with this. Don't kill the messenger. Hey, hey look, look, <laughs> we, we put it out there every week. You know, people chime in if they want to, if they don't, that's fine. We don't even bring it up, but Hey, we got a question in this week for the don't kill the messenger. It, it, I'm going to read it just like they wrote it. So, so, so if it's ass backwards, don't blame me. Don't kill the messenger. Oh, uh, it says, <laughs> don't kill the messenger. It says, ask him why he not behind semi-pro football and on building it up. I guess it's a two-part question. So I'm, I'm gonna start over. Why he not behind semi-pro football and on building it up, and why he hate the sport and the guys of age that play in semi-pro. <laughs> look, that's that's a good question, man. Um, and I knew. Look, I'm glad y'all asked that question so I could clear it up, right? I don't hate that the old dudes that play. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, so here, this is this is the misconception, man. Like, my thing is always like, look, if you're going to play, like, and, and first let me let me preface that by giving you the reason I no longer play, right? 
because I, I, like there's no doubt in my mind that I can still be one of the better DBs in, the, in semi-pro. You know, I'm 37. But the minute I started, from when I started getting hurt, I tore my ACL and then I like I broke my wrist and then, then two years I, from then I broke tore my ACL. So I was like, all right, man, it's time to get out. You know what I mean? But other than that, like the desire, like like how we talked about earlier, how hard I used to work out in the offseason to actually prepare for a season. Once I wasn't prepared to do that anymore, I just was like, okay, I'm a base, uh, you know, gracefully bow out and not play no more. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I'm just not like I, I just don't like when guys play and they're super out of shape. You know what I'm saying? So when I say old, I'm just talking about super out of shape, right? Like if I still think I could play corner, but I'm. 40 pounds heavier than what I was when I actually was playing it. You know what I mean? But I still think I could play corner and I'm still thinking I'm the best and I can still think I can start. I think that's bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I think that's complete and utter bullshit and disrespect to the game to think that I can still play corner when I played it at 185, but now I'm 220 to still think I'm that same athlete. And a lot of dudes think that they are, man. They think they haven't lost a step. They've gotten older. They've gotten fatter. And it's like, bro, and you're not working out. And you think that, you can come play in the Lego Bowl, or you're mad because you didn't get picked in the Lego Bowl, or you didn't, you're mad because you didn't get picked for the Civil War, bro. And you look like a, you know, you look, you don't even look like a football player. You know what I mean? So that's, Ooh, so that's really my thing, her. man. Like, you know, that's look. You never, you never hear me talk about B. Smith playing. You never hear me talk about Ely still playing because I know them dudes still play at a high level. They still do, you know, what I'm saying they still do what they right. want to do. Um, you know, and then like Paul, like you, like you know, you still play, but you don't you, you don't think you're some receiver no more. You you know Not you at understand all. <laughs> right. You understand that you're you 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 understand that you know you still want to play because you love the game, right? But exactly. you're not a dude that still thinks you're the, the guy you were when you was you know, playing wildcat quarterback and running for fifty yard touchdowns and then you would go not to defense all. play safety, get a pick. Like you know you're not that same guy, but like 90% of these dudes don't know that, bro. They still think they're that same guy. It's like, man, you, you need to be playing D-line or linebacker now, you know, or lineman. And, and that's that's the part that kills me about, like, the older dudes that play sometimes, you know what I mean? So, like, that's kind of like um, – it sounds harsh for me to say it on, you know, when I'm typing just words on Facebook. It just seems like, you know, I don't like older players playing. That's not it. I just, I just feel like, look, if you're going to play – and, and stay at the position you play, put the work in. If not, then yeah, you know, become a, become a, a different, a different position, but definitely don't think you're that same guy and get mad when T Reed brings a younger dude from college. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, let him so, know. All right. Uh, you got to respect. And then, and then the, and then the other, yeah. and then the other part of that question was why aren't I behind semi pro, um, why are I behind some like I mean uh, honestly it's just it's just personal choice you know what I'm saying like I I got married you know what I'm saying I had two kids I started a company I coach high school football it's just time you know what I'm saying it's really just time I love semi pro man like I still try to that's why I, you know I, I was happy to do the uh, y'all's interview man I listen to every episode of the podcast it's a love great it, podcast so y'all y'all are really doing a good job appreciate you culture forward man like this shit is dope you know what I mean um. Like, so I still love it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I still love it. Um, the door isn't closed to me coming back. But, it, like, for me, it's just the time time thing. You know what I'm saying? Time thing. Just because I know how much I know how much work that shit needs. And if, and if I'm not willing to put that work in, just like when I was a player, if I'm not willing to put the work in, I'm not going to just go out there, even though I know I can lock some motherfuckers up in my current yep. shape. But, that, you know what I'm saying? But then, that, like I said, I'm, I, I have higher standards for myself as a player. So That's right. All right. 
Well, this this gonna be my last question, and I'm gonna let you get up out of here. But I it, it wouldn't be right to me, you know, me being me, <laughs> and, and and I and I gotta say, I'm probably not the only one who wanna know this. Uh you know, like Ooh, you said, I came to a game uh in the DFI. I, I saw the presentation. I understood what the DFI was supposed to be. But let's go ahead and get the elephant out the room. And, and, and you you can tell me if you can't, because I do know the DFI had plenty of paperwork. I do know that. Uh, I do know they kept y'all off the boards. I, I, you know, I, I know what I know. I don't know everything, but I know what I know. Uh, so what really happened in the DFI? Because I know any betting man that had money to say, oh, well, I'm finna bet on this semi-pro shit, they'd have money on the Wolfpack. Hands down. So, so can, can, if you can, Facts. if you can't just say I can't answer that, but if you can, what really happened in the DFI? So, look, man, I, I don't even remember paperwork I signed, so just based off of that alone, <laughs> I'm about to Fuck tell you what the fuck happened. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, nah, but, man, look, the DFI, it started out cool, right? It started out like the reason – I wanted to bring a team was because of the way they sold it to me. Like, man, you know, this is going to be a developmental league. You know, um, it's not semi-pro in the, in the traditional way that we're not going to play against all the semi-pro teams. We kind of want to cultivate our own league within the semi-pro kind of, you know, atmosphere. Um, We got all these NFL people associated with it, past and present guys. And, you know, everybody's a business owner and we're trying to scale to having this model. You know, th- that was the plan, right, to, 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 to start small and then scale, keep expanding. But, like, with owners that want to do things exactly how I thought that I, that, that right. I was doing it, right? So I'm thinking that I'm in a, 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 lo- a league with like-minded guys. Um, you know, it was us, the Sharks, the, um, the Bulldogs. And the Coyotes, there was a couple other teams that were supposed to be in that kind of ended up folding before we got things going. I think it was like two other teams. But, um, but yeah, no, they sold it like, yeah, like they didn't want people on the boards. They, you know, they everything that they that they wanted us to do in the beginning, I agreed with. Because I was like, yeah, man, like these things, you know, we want to be able to like rise above the stuff like, you know, the, everything that we talked about, right? Building a quality league right. and all that stuff. So um, we did everything legit. And, uh, I mean, we, you know, what, what we noticed, what we noticed as an organization was like, damn, man, like, <laughs> you know, everybody ain't doing the shit that we're doing. You know what I mean? Not even the Coyotes, bro. Like, the coy- you know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know, we, like, yeah, I had a dance team. I had a, we was playing at the college field. We had, you know, I had position coaches. We had players. All my guys were, like, fresh out of college. You know, the, like, pretty much everything they wanted me to have. But then it's like, you know, we're playing, we're beating up on dudes, man, 50 to nothing, you know what I'm saying? The Coyotes, we beat them. The first time it was like 26-15. It was a little close. The second time we beat them like 45-10, you know what I'm saying? And it was just getting ugly. And I just feel like, I feel like we were a big threat to, I think I think when when the Coyotes, you know, let us in or, you know, they brought us on, I don't think that they thought that we were going to do things that well, you know what I mean? That's just my theory on it. I don't think that they thought that we were going to come in and really be, like, not only a better football team, but, like, really, really, really be kind of, like, doing it the way they needed to be doing it, man. And I just feel like 
I always felt like they were trying to make the league kind of for them to push their their team forward to yeah. the forefront. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, but, I mean, th- there were a lot of good things about the league that, you know, I wish that other leagues would implement. You know what I mean? Like as far as the referees, making sure all the referees are, like, unionized within the league. That way you can have more control and everybody, you know, like they have some good stuff. But I think ultimately, man, like – if you know the history of, of the Coyotes and, and you know, the way that the, the narrative that they always spin about, you know, what they've done at this level, um, we definitely were a, a, a sledgehammer to that. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it, and, uh, oh, go ahead. And go I, ahead. Oh, no, I was, was going to say, it, for me, it only took me that one game that, that you invited me out to to be like, yeah, they finna run off on the plug. <laughs> they finna run off on the plug yeah, and nah, fast. We, it, yeah, it was only gonna get worse and worse, bro. Like, if it, like you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just gonna get worse and worse. And then, you know, the situation that happened um, at the field when we played the Sharks that ultimately got us, like, kicked out of the, the playoffs for that year, that was I, – I, I, I personally feel like that was handled, you know – totally totally wrong you know what i mean they made it seem like it was bigger like like espn knew about it and it was on the bottom of the ticker and had a story so we gotta <laughs> kick you guys out these playoffs you know what i'm saying and i'm like wait a minute you know what i mean like this is why and i think damn who who said this i think Booch may have said it on the podcast it's tough to have to to have a team that you're that you're that you're uh running and then at the same time run the league you know what i mean yeah. Because it's because there's always going to be that perception that you're doing things to benefit right. your team, even if it's not. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I mean, I, I honestly can't say that Miller didn't let us play in the playoffs because he thought that he was that that we were a threat and that we were going to win the league. He knew that. I I can say that, but I don't know that. You know what I'm saying? But it appears yeah. to it appears to the masses that that was the case at the time. That's what everybody was saying. And you can't help that people say that. That's why you're not supposed to have a vested interest in any team if you run a league. You ain't going to say it, but I'm going to say it. Man, (laughs) listen, y'all was putting 50 pieces on folks left and right every Saturday. I I, I mean, come on. I mean, y'all played everybody twice. So at at that point, it's like, okay, they they beat the brakes off us. They beat the brakes off them. It, de- it definitely don't look good. It uh, definitely don't look good that, that, that this is your league and, and you're selling your team as as the number one developmental team and, in the in, and in the then country. on top of and, that, it, you know, and and you're out there getting and smacked. And on top on of that, if if if, if if my memory serves me correct, the team that didn't win a game, damn near beat. Well, no, they, no, they didn't win a game. If my memory serves me right, they damn near beat them in a the championship. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, like their team just like for that, for some reason that I think they lost a lot of guys that year. They lost Shane, they lost uh, Devin, Spicer. So they, you know, they really didn't have a lot of guys. And I think Michael Carl's that got like hurt. Um, they didn't even have him. You know what I mean? So they they had a depleted team. You know, I'm pretty sure they wish they had some of their better guys. I don't think Rashad even played against us. You know what I mean? Like some of their like legendary core guys. But yeah, man, it was. It was it was getting tough for them, you know what I mean? Like I said, the first time they were competitive, the second time we smacked them. If we had to play them a third time, it would have been even uglier, you know what I mean? And I don't over think that by half time that they, that they wanted, you know what I'm saying? That wasn't the look that they that they that wasn't that wasn't going to push the Coyotes forward for sure, man. But you know, 
Hmm? They definitely didn't sign up to get their ass whooped. Nah, for sure they didn't, especially not like that. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, look, I, it's, it's, it's like one of the things where, like, it's like, it's like, bro, uh, oh, man, like, oh, I, I hate that we have to do this to you, Herb. You're such a good guy. You got <laughs> oh, such a good team. Wow. Man, I'm like, I'm like, man, I know. I, I hate that we got to do this. I'm like, no, you don't, because you're doing it to me. Like, what are you talking yep, about? Exactly. What are we talking yeah. about? That's just, that's just like, uh, that's just like when uh, the Raiders owner, like a couple weeks ago, said, like, man, like, yeah, no, nah, Colin Kaepernick for sure deserves a chance. He deserves a chance to be in this league. Like, bro, you have a team. You know, you can let him on the team. <laughs> with <Winnie's laughs> but they ain't going. It's like, it. oh man, oh man, I, I wish there was something, man, something I could do to let Colin. Like, man, motherfucker, you can. You you got a team. Let him on the team. It's like they were doing the same thing to me. Like, oh, man, I, can't, I hate that this is happening to you, Herb. Like, oh, you had such a good season. You did everything right. I just hate this for you. Like, then, motherfucker, let us play. Like, there's a different <laughs> different ways of punishment. You yeah. know what I'm saying? There's different ways of punishment. Like, you know what I mean? Like, y'all don't have to do what you're doing. But I now it just looks like, yeah, at the end of the day, who's going to benefit from that, right? The Coyotes. Because now they now they know they were the second best team in the league. They're going to win, and that's just kind of something that they got to live with. The fact that you know, because after that, I mean, I don't, you know, uh, the DFI hasn't taken off, and I, you know, I mean, and, you know, like I said, I don't, I'm not going to go past that. But yeah, man, I just think that you know, they definitely could have handled things way better, way different than what they did. I feel like, you know, we definitely were a threat to what, you know, the Coyotes were trying to do. I'm not going to, you know, say the DFI, but from what the Coyotes were trying to do, we were definitely were, were um, a big threat to that. So, yeah. Uh, they can so go hold, that, I was just. They can go yeah. on and hold that asterisk, bro. <laughs> yeah, for real. So, you know, so, so, you know, after that, I was just, I was done. That's when like, you know, my company was beginning and I was like, man, I'm going to just, for for me to work as hard as I worked, and you know, our our just as an organization, man, like for us to have worked as hard as we worked, and then for that to be the outcome, I was like, man, I'm gonna just focus on building my business and raising my my son. You know what I'm saying? I had a that's son right. at, at that time, and that's pretty much what it's been ever since. You know, I had a daughter. You know, yeah, unfortunately, got divorced last year, but you know, I mean, everything's good though, man. It was a you know, we're we're friends. Everything's cool, but um, yeah, man, but um. <laughs> That's what that was. That's what for that show. was. For sure. Well, we, 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 hey, man. Oh, go ahead, We Paul. appreciate you. Oh, go ahead. I was going to, yeah, I was going to tell you, we appreciate you, man. And I was about to let Wes do his thing on this rollout because that's it for the interview, bro. We hey, appreciate you. We, Wes, we, do we, your thing. We definitely appreciate you stopping appreciate by, you, man. Bro. Anytime we can get a quote unquote legend of semi pro, you know, it's good for the legend. culture. So, you know, <laughs> From 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 us to you, man. We we really appreciate your time and you stopping by. This right here was the I Stay Elite podcast, and y'all know what I'm gonna do to the next time. You're listening to the I Stay Elite podcast, hosted by Paul and Coach West. This show brings you real conversations and interviews from the SoCal semi-pro world. Remember to like, comment, and hit subscribe.